Gal. guys and welcome to Galp. It's me, Fish, and today I decided I wanted to go through the sort of catalogue, the archives almost, to go through past games that we've reviewed and kind of have a little bit of a discussion on it. I was looking through the site and I found one of our first reviews in 2017. I'm going to go and delete all of the, the old reviews and put them back onto the podcast in form of content but not all of them are going to come back on the podcast because some games don't really need a discussion around them but i thought there are some out here that really do deserve some more discussion on let's talk about that today we're going to go back to the past with this we're going to be talking about criminal girls as a general point as well as criminal girls 2 and the future of it um in terms of escape from asura but we'll get onto that in a moment before we do i want to thank our sponsors crunchyroll and sugoi mark you guys are going to listen to them in the ads in addition to that be sure to join our discord if you want to kind of join in on the conversation there is a new discord page that we're trying to build up you can access it through getlifepodcast.com forward slash discord anyway go back to the past with our review on criminal girls 2 don't you love that soundboard? I love that. That was the uh, Dynasty Warriors flashback sound. So yes, Criminal Girls 2 Party Favors is a sequel to Criminal Girls Invite Only, a PSP game that was ported to the PlayStation Vita with additional content. This game is created and published by Nipponichi Software, the same people who brought us the Disgaea series as well as Yomawari and a fair few other games. The game plays similar to the original Final Fantasy games on the Famicom in the sense that it is more so of a dungeon crawler game. You adventure through some dungeons fighting whichever convicts, just so you guys know, convicts is what the game refers to as monsters that randomly appear before you. If you're familiar with the previous game, then this shouldn't be an issue and you should really kind of already know what you're getting yourselves into. The gameplay hasn't changed much bar a few additions like the coaching system, which I'm going to talk about now. The coaching system is a brand new mechanic in which mid-battle you coach your party to perform better just simple as that it is ultimately dependent on how you motivate your party beforehand and this mechanic is necessary to learn and use when playing on normal or higher difficulties you can still coach on lower difficulties but you might not need to use it just because of how simple the game is on your easy difficulty so motivation a core sort of gameplay mechanic within the criminal girl series a very controversial one it returns in this game but in a more interesting way motivation is a core game mechanic where you use in-game currency to level up your party by playing really sexualized minigames. Yeah, you can kind of hear me cringe as I'm saying this. Because if you haven't really played the game, you might be wondering, Bish, what the hell are you talking about? I'm not going to go into much detail because it's a bit of a weird one. The game mode is not optional and you need it to progress and gain new moves for characters. I would have liked it if there was some way you can opt out of motivation and instead pay to just level up your characters as standard like many other games do. Like some games like Dynasty Warriors or Dynasty Warriors or even Warriors Orochi have a mechanic in which you pay using in-game currency to level up your characters and it's pretty simple motivation is a core game mechanic so i kind of understand why they don't remove it but i would have liked it if you can make it optional but it's not and you need it to progress and gain new moves for the characters and i understand this is one of the more controversial factors in this game series and not everyone is going to like it but if you are someone that's actively making the decision to buy the game then i don't think you have a problem 
with that feature. And I don't think a lot of the fans do either. I do have a few issues with motivation, the fact that it is over-sexualized and also how it works with coaching. So each time you level up, you're given a choice of skills marked S or M, uh, meaning you can go back and switch moves according to what moves suit the situation. You know, if you're coaching and you're leaning more towards M, you might get a different attack move or you might get a different defense move. So that's obviously why coaching is very important because it does change your move sets up a little bit more. It can be successful as a whole, whether or not characters have more S and M skills. But during my playthrough, I didn't use the coach system a lot. As for some reason, the skills I had for my characters rarely gave a majority good outcome. And the mechanic made me feel as though I was being punished for my choice and skills. However, your mileage may vary. Let's go a little bit deeper onto motivation. I find the mini games to be an improvement technically compared to the previous entry in the series. And what do I mean by that? The mini games are played without the use of the Vita's rear pad. In the first game, I loved how you use all the parts of the PlayStation Vita, but it wasn't able to be played on the PlayStation TV. Right. By removing the rear panel games, NAS have allowed for the game to be played by PlayStation TV owners. If you are playing on PC, you don't need to worry about that because it is adapted to the PC a little bit, which is interesting. I don't know how this game is kind of going to work if they ever port it over to the Switch or even if Nintendo would allow a game like this on their consoles. That is a whole different discussion to have, considering that they've allowed the Moira H series of games on the Switch, as well as some other sort of etchy games. I don't really see a problem with Nintendo allowing Criminal Girls onto their platform and it might be something that nis america needs to kind of think about in terms of hey are we going to publish this to the switch like they've done with many other of their games speaking about the censorship the mysterious censorship fog returns to the game but it is a little bit more toned down and it led me to believe that i was playing a uncensored version of the game i was panicking when i got the code for this game because i thought nis america had sent me like the special uncensored version or that i was playing a japanese version of the game that had english subtitles i was scared for a moment how However, the game is still censored, there is still fog, and it's there to kind of meet that ESRB guideline as well as to sort of curb a little bit of the backlash. For example, during motivation, the characters don't speak at all. In the first game, they kind of moaned a little bit or they made some comments, but in this one, they've removed that. The Japanese version of the game still does include that. The Western version doesn't. The characters don't speak at all. Any chains or rope used in the Japanese version have been removed. In most cases, the characters were chained up or like they were tied up using shibari rope but that's been removed from this i've also noticed that the girls are sort of consenting to being motivated it's weird i really don't know why they had to include that in this it, it just it still feels very weird and creepy even considering that they are there against their own will they're prisoners i don't want to get into it as such but it is still a little bit creepy so i don't think even by putting that in it kind of takes away from the creepiness of it all i can't confirm whether or not this is the case in the japanese version of the game it is a little bit of a weird one some people will actually love to kind of play this game specifically for that aspect i don't know what to say to you guys because of the nature of the game and i don't really recommend to play this game outside if you're gonna play this game play it within the comfort of your own home and even then lock the doors and like like don't let anyone watch you play this game it's kind of like hmm, i don't know how to explain it it's almost like watching an episode of interspecies reviewers on the family tv in front of your whole family during christmas and grandma's watching you that's what i'm talking about with this game so please if you are going to play this game as great as the game is make sure you do it in um, a private space back onto the motivation games the motivation mini games are more creative this time around as well as more sexualized for example there are motivational scenes in which 
which you throw slime balls at various body parts of characters. I did include screenshots on my original review. <laughs> it's weird. Like the shit that you could see in this game, it is odd. The facial expressions are odd. And also the fact that they've sort of censored it, but not necessarily done the best job of it, kind of adds to the oddness and just the creepiness of it all. The fact that the characters aren't speaking, or the fact that there is this like limited level of fog. I know it sounds a bit weird, and I know some people might be like, well, Bish, you're sort of almost wanting more censorship. I kind of prefer the amount of fog that we had in the first game. I know a lot of people didn't, and they were kind of happy with this. And the more that I think about it, I wish we had more of that. Some people argued that, you know, the more fog that you had kind of made it look a bit more weird in the sense that it left more to the imagination, I guess. All the sexualization aside, I want to talk about the characters and the storyline of the game. And this is one of the reasons why I love Criminal Girls so much as a series. The goal of the game is quite unique, right? You fight through dungeons. It's pretty simple. It kind of plays a lot like a, an indie game, but the story is amazing. The goal of this game is to fight through various dungeons and find a way out of hell to help these girls get out of hell and find their reasoning behind it. Are they there for a reason? Are they there by mistake, etc.? You're there to help these girls atone for their sins. And this is what I love about the game and it's why I'm excited and honored to review it. The game itself is unique in the sense that it touches on some very, very serious issues like abandonment, depression, bullying, sexual assault, etc. And it speaks about these issues in a very meaningful way that's not degrading to anyone. And you learn about why the girls are in hell and what wrongdoings they did to get themselves there. You see them grow. You see them acknowledge their faults and fight to overcome them to become better people. And I find that endearing, right? Because that's almost what it means to be human, right? We're always constantly acknowledging our faults and we're trying to improve on them. In essence, the story is incredibly human. There were moments during my playthrough in which I cried. Not as much as Criminal Girls 1, but I did cry for this one because I felt for these characters. Even the characters I didn't quite like. Right? I'm not a fan of how this game kind of gets treated because of its appearance. And I mean that in a very honest way, right? I do know that it is a very controversial game and that it's a very hypersexualized game. And I understand that. There's way, way, way more beneath that surface. It's much more than another sexy anime game set in a dungeon. It's an emotional and heartwarming game. And if you can overcome the etchiness and the motivation mechanics, then I recommend this game to those who own a PlayStation Vita or a PS TV. And to be fair with you, I don't think it's as good as the original Criminal Girls, which you can buy on Steam, by the way. I still think it is a fantastic game overall. And it doesn't get many good scores. I think on Metacritic, it got like a 67 out of 100. It did get better score on Famitsu. It got like a 30 out of 40, which is like a 40. It got like, I can't do maths, guys. That's like basically 75%. Is it? Is that how that works? That's three quarters. So, so yeah, 75% in terms of a score, which I think that's a decent score. That gives it around like a 7.5 out of 10. I think we don't give scores on Galp, but I do think the original was a lot better than, um, you know, than the first Criminal Girls. And to be fair with you, the first Criminal Girls got a slightly lower score on Famitsu, which I kind of blew my mind. It did a little bit better with, it didn't do so well in terms of the West. I mean, but it kind of got a better score, I guess, than Criminal Girls 2. Anyway, anyway, it was weird. Genuinely, it was, it was, it was a bit weird. But regardless, we're going to go on a break and we're going to kind of talk a bit more about the Criminal Girls series. Yeah, I think we're only going to have one ad break today, but you'll be hearing both of those ads in that one ad break. Now it's a better time than ever to be an anime fan with Crunchyroll that has the world's largest anime collection. You can watch new episodes one hour after they air in Japan, enjoy access to unlimited ad-free anime, read hundreds of chapters across 
dozens of manga titles and save with exclusive Crunchyroll store discount. So if you guys go to crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai, that's crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai for your 14 day free trial of Crunchyroll premium service. Remember, you guys, we love Crunchyroll. We use them on Kunai. I personally love them. I personally use them all the time. We've been going to Crunchyroll events for a long time. Long time sponsor of the podcast. And you know what? They are the best place to watch anime legally online with over 30,000 episodes. And at the moment, if you're listening to this, they've got the largest fall lineup in history for fall 2022 with over 40 simulcasting titles that is insane so join crunchyroll with our link crunchyroll.com or slash kunai for 14 day free trial in addition to that you've got different perks with your premium service you can either go with your mega fan you can go with fan service or your mega fan for 12 months personally the biggest savings that you're going to make is if you do your mega fan option if you live in the uk that's only 60 pounds a year that's vat inclusive that's cheaper than any streaming service at the moment especially if you're into anime you got all your anime pretty much in one place that's no ads unlimited access to the Crunchyroll library new episodes one hour after they air in japan for your simulcasts access to your digital manga streaming on four devices at the same time as well as offline viewing you would not believe how many times offline viewing has saved me beyond the tube there's no wi-fi there's no 5g i'm like ah, oh, i want to watch anime boom i'm watching overlord i'm watching dr stone i'm watching naruto I'm watching dbz you've got it all on crunchyroll that's crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai that's crunchyroll.com forward slash k-u-n-a-i back onto the episode are you a fan of anime and japanese pop culture i know i am so why don't you get your asses down to sugoi mart all right that's sugoimart.com alternatively you can use our link getlifepodcast.com forward slash sugoi that'll take you to our special link on sugoi mart that is getlifepodcast.com forward slash s-u-g-o-i and use our code g-a-l-p that is g-a-l-p for 15 percent off on everything on sugoi mart and you can use the code multiple times if you really love sugoi mart and you're like hell yeah i'm gonna go and purchase the best things that japan has to offer food and drink beauty items collectibles toys and games you can actually buy gunpla from sugoima as well as a lot of things for your home kitchen appliances bathroom bedroom stuff they've got these really lovely spy family campus notebooks i'm a big fan of stationery as you guys know and they've got that there as well there's some really cool stuff on here you can also purchase experience sets which is basically like kits to make matcha to make onigiri and they'll provide everything basically Whatever you want, Sugoi Mart has got it. They've got a lot of really cool stuff from Japan. And as you guys know, every sort of month or so, they give us care package that we show off to you guys, which I think is pretty cool. So they've got really nice stuff included. They also sell Pokemon cards and a lot of genuinely hyped stuff. What we want to do is that we want to find out the weirdest things on the Sugoi Mart website and get Sugoi Mart to send them to us. So Sugoi Mart, if you're listening, let's prepare that. Let's just get the weirdest stuff and send it my way. And we'll we'll talk about it on a episode of Umai. They've got some really, really nice stuff. If you want to get items from Japan quite easily, some really nice quirky items, then you can go to SugoiMart.com, use the code GALP for 15% off on your purchase they've got some really nice stuff whether you're an anime fan whether you're a fan of japanese culture or even if you're a fan of disney 
They've got a lot of Disney items on there. So experience Japan from the comfort of your own home with Sugoi Mart. Use the code GALP for 15% off. Thank you, Sugoi Mart, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. And back on to the episode. Okay, we're back talking about Criminal Girls as a game series. And am I wanting a new Criminal Girls game? I'm a little bit conflicted because I do love the game for its story and I love the game for, you know, what it tries to achieve. And I'm thinking about this etchiness aside right because yeah it can be a bit problematic and technically they could make a game in which you don't have those mechanics and still have that fantastic story that could exist i would like to see a nintendo switch version of the game right criminal girls 2 didn't get a pc port for whatever reason and i'm not sure if it's because people were just like fed up of criminal girls if nis america was like you know what it's not doing so well not making us much money so what's really the point that is a possibility i would still like to see a pc port only because i'm not a fan of game series that have like abrupt endings or that don't get ports when the first one did so if we got a port for the first criminal girls i would like to see a port for the second there is obviously possibility for this to get released on the the Nintendo Switch, even if they've decided to do digital only, or even if you did decide to go for a limited physical release of this game. And some people might argue with me and say, well, no, we don't really need this game to exist. The fact that we have a game like Moiro Crystal H on the Nintendo Switch, I can argue that that game was way more sexualized. And they have like a similar mechanic. It's called the scratch mechanic. That mechanic was basically like motivation in a sense right but it was a lot more creepier right it, you were like groping the girls it wasn't that cool of a mechanic anyway and it was poorly implemented <laughs> what i'm saying is the fact that moero crystal and those kind of games still get released on the nintendo switch kind of makes me feel that criminal girls can find its way onto the switch I think they could do a really nice double port of it, like kind of like how Spike Chunsoft did want to reload on Switch for Danganronpa, right? And stuff like that. The fact that they re-released Danganronpa on Switch and it was just a cool experience, right? I would like to see Criminal Girls make its way onto Switch. You could do a lot better in terms of the gameplay. It's not going to be a game that, you know, is physically demanding. It's just basically sprites and you don't even need to charge a lot for it. Like the game on Steam at the moment is $4. It's a, a digital VIP edition it's like four dollars a lot of people are asking for it on the pc some people are asking for an uncensored version you know <laughs> i don't know right i genuinely don't know like okay on pc you could probably end up doing that there's mods that you can do that and that's fine if you want that i don't really want to see that but I'm not gonna judge you but yeah there's that it kind of leads me on to like other games as well so we got a game in 2019 known as criminal girls x and it's a game that was a free-to-play game on your mobile platforms android ios i think it was also on the pc as like a, a a web game but yeah criminal girls x it's interesting because it kind of follows the same sort of art style the same sort of idea behind it and it's made by a, a studio called mikage with permission from an nis to kind of create on that so it's their sort of take on the criminal girl series it's a bit of a weird one <sighs> it's basically a dungeon crawler it works in a very different way to the original criminal girls in the sense that there is a lot more characters there's like 24 characters in this game when the original game had like what eight characters eight girls that you can use in your party it's interesting because it was kind of more so designed for smartphones it's free to play in japan by the way it does have microtransactions but it's a more sort of visual novel-esque game and it has some 
don't know how to explain it. It has some sort of dungeon crawling elements, but it's like an on-rail shooters type game, right? Your fights are kind of taking place. You're on a bike. It's first person and you're shooting down monsters now why am i so obsessed with this game coming out right i'm a big fan of the criminal girl series i do understand that probably this is going to have some fantastic story behind it and it's a bit of a weird one because it's like a vr game as well that's why it's in first person but obviously it did get ported to ios and, and things like that but why am i mentioning it why am i mentioning it right because access games and mikage announced a, a new game called escape from asura for the ps4 and the switch which is basically criminal girls they renamed it and it might be the case because of licensing issues right they renamed the game so that they don't avoid any sort of licensing or ip issue with nis which then leads me to believe why doesn't nis publish this game right or why don't they localize it or they might be doing it to sort of rebrand criminal girls right because in the past criminal girls hasn't had the best sort of opportunity to thrive because of the first game and because of how it was and you know you can argue that the second game is also kind of linked to that and this game doesn't have any of that motivation mechanics it doesn't have any sort of the problematic stuff that gave criminal girls a bad name so i kind of understand why they didn't decide to to go with the criminal girl's name instead they've decided to call it escape from asura and all basically all they announced was a screenshot and there was like a short video as well and this was announced. and i remember when i got the press release for it it was just literally just an announcement at i think it was called new game plus expo in 2020 and then they that was it it was just the announcement and that the game will launch in 2021 it's 2023 we have no sort of information on this game i did contact access games for comment and we did receive a comment on that so it's safe to say that this game is almost dead in the water we're not really going to see any sort of release of this game the fact that it's been almost like two years since the time it's supposed to be released it makes me wonder what's the reason right? the fact that this game was announced during you know the COVID-19 pandemic new game plus expo was done digitally during that time it might be due to COVID but then almost why would you announce it during COVID if COVID was going to be a big issue it could have been during because of COVID but I think the fact that Access Games didn't say anything also makes me think, is there an IP dispute? Is there a licensing dispute? Does NIS America want to get involved in this project? And maybe they're trying to take it for publishing. We don't know. There's so many different factors that could be going on that we're not too sure about. Or most likely it could be the case that actually it might not be worth porting this game to the switch because they have to port the game to the switch from the you know mobile and pc and whatnot so is it worth porting the game to the switch in the ps4 or are they going in and just remaking the game from the start because what i would genuinely prefer i wouldn't want to see this sort of weird vr stuff on the bike what i'd like to see instead yes you could still have it as a 3d environment and i would still like that but what i'd like to have instead is a similar game to criminal girls in the sense that just your pure dungeon crawling fun i'd love to see that but how would you kind of integrate the whole bike into it how would you integrate this sort of cat character how do you integrate all of the stuff that makes criminal girls x or escape from masora what it actually is and this is what i would suggest i'd suggest making the game from scratch and just having your 3d models because they already exist making the game not first person or you could still have it as first person but i wouldn't recommend that making it third person similar to mementos in persona 5 where you're 
crawling through this dungeon or your map or whatever and then you get you know random encounters similar to the original criminal girls game and then it goes into a 3d rpg sort of battlefield almost similar to persona 5 right that's how i'm imagining it and if they ever did that i would be happier than the sort of first person weird on rail shooter thing because that to me that seems like that doesn't work and how many players are currently playing criminal girls x on the mobile devices i'm not sure but i don't think it's a lot so i think maybe the game might be delayed because it's needing reworking but that might just be me being optimistic when in reality we might not actually even get another game like this now there may be people out there that are wondering well bish i still like criminal girls right i like the fact that we get an amazing story from these kind of games but we're not getting it and i'm a bit worried that nas america aren't producing games like that and you might be wondering well what is a replacement what kind of game could i get into that has similar themes of criminal girls right and i'll be honest with you and it's a long time coming i would say poison control it's a game that's made by an nis america it has a similar visual style to criminal girls you really get to learn your characters a little bit more so the way that this game works is that you choose a little bit more about your character including the gender the voice and you're sent to hell and it's interesting because you're saving these girls who've made their way to hell and you're learning their stories you're almost saving their souls right it's interesting it is just so interesting because you're learning more about these characters it's having the same sort of vibe as criminal girls in the sense that you're learning about these characters there is actual discussion around similar topics that is kind of makes criminal girls a very human game but it's not done in the same way so the game is like a third person shooter almost like reverse splatoon if that makes sense there is poison on the floor and you kind of have to clear it and you have to de defeat these monsters called cliches <laughs> and you have a guide as well called poisonette she's a cliche that's sort of merged with your body you're basically intertwined as soulmates which is really interesting because you could do some really cool stuff you can use her to kind of clear the poison on the ground and then the more poison you clear the kind of more story you unlock a around that character who's trapped in hell and the whole point of this game is that you leave hell the game is incredibly long by the way i've spent so many hours on this game and i'm thinking when the hell is it going to end when am i actually going to finish this game but there always seems to be more it had a similar method of telling the story to a game like criminal girls in the sense that it's very like visual novel based but you do have 3d models which i think was pretty cool and the aesthetic of the game as well the text the animations that go on the fact that you have after every level you have like a heart-to-heart -heart talk with poisonette and you can actually learn more about her and you know that kind of affects your relationship with her and then what kind of stuff that you get as well and when you sort of help these girls out the ones that are stuck in hell you can unlock new weapons you know for your gun for your like poison gun and stuff like that it's pretty cool it's not as etchy as a game like criminal girls and that's what i love about it because criminal girls after a while it's like oh man I, I i have to like hide away to play this game because i kind of feel ashamed of playing it this game i don't feel like that and it still has all of the great plot points that criminal girl has it has the same sort of or similar aesthetic to Criminal Girls. The music is great as well. And it's just an enjoyable game. So I think if you guys are fans of Criminal Girls, or even if you're not fans of Criminal Girls because of the etchiness, I think pick up Poison Control. It's a great game. There is still some fan service if you're into that. So you're not really, you're almost not really getting that fully taken away, but it's got an entertaining story. The characters are just a delight. Like I mentioned, Poisonette being one of them. And the characters that you come across within the game. It is pretty basic. The shooting mechanics is incredibly basic as well. Like I wouldn't consider this as a shooter game. It's more so 
a visual novel with shoot a game tacked on to it. All of that aside, I think for me, these sort of games, whether it is Criminal Girls or whether it is Poison Control, these games are fleshed out in its characters and its story. And I think it's all got that there. Is it worth the price that it is currently on the eShop? Maybe not, maybe try and pick it up in a sale because it's like what $40 on the eShop at the moment but I still think it is a fantastic game and worth a try especially for those who are missing Criminal Girls or are looking for an experience that is similar to Criminal Girls without the etchiness and obviously I think Poison Control will definitely satisfy that itch. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it from this episode. I really did enjoy talking about Criminal Girls. I know it is a controversial game. I know not many people like it because of the controversies behind it. I think that on the podcast, obviously we talk about Japanese games and the game does mean a lot to me because it was one of the first games we we got to review ever. Thanks to NIS America and Jazz and Melissa who were working at Reef Entertainment at the time. They gave us a chance. They, They took a risk with us in terms of the podcast because we were really small back then. And I think it paid off and I'm very thankful so that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to go back and talk about those older games that we've reviewed earlier on on the podcast and, and sort of reminisce about them a little bit because realistically speaking as much as I want a new Criminal Girls game we're not going to see it we might see like a second Poison Control I think it did get better review scores compared to uh, Criminal Girls so we might see a new new poison control but to be fair with you it, it just feels like one of those games that the devs at uh, nipponichi software were just really having a lot of fun with it, it seems like like a game that was designed in someone's spare time as a passion project and it, it does show uh for good and for bad but more so for the good so hope you guys enjoyed this episode we are going to be talking about more stuff like this in the future and by that i mean games are often forgotten about you know going back and talking about games we've reviewed in the past and sort of reminiscing on them because i know sometimes our opinions have changed and all sorts so yeah i know for example like a game like dynasty warriors god seekers right back then i never used to play games like that and now after playing games like fire emblem i almost want to go back and talk about god because i didn't give it a good review i think i gave it like a it was like our first koei game that we actually got for review what did i give it? i gave it a 6.5 out of 10 but i don't think it deserved that and i don't even know if it's still on the playstation store i've tried to download it a few times i'm not able to anyway we're gonna go back and kind of relive those old memories i know we did an episode on uh, wild hearts recently and it kind of prompted me to kind of take a look at tokiden one and two and sort of reminisce on that and and trying to figure out if we're going to get a new Tokiden game what features would we want to see and I think that might be a great episode as well to do so yeah hope you guys enjoyed it and let me know what you guys think on our discord page getlifepodcast.com forward slash discord and big thanks to our sponsors Sugoi Mart and Crunchyroll that being said guys bye